Well, good morning, my friends. With everything going on in the news and going on around us and people, you know, you know, up in arms and this is the end of the world, I wanted to share with you some scriptures on being secure in Christ. Now, in order to be secure in Christ, you have to first of all be first of all be in Christ. So when I talk to you this morning, I'm talking to you as believers, people who have committed their life to Jesus Christ. He has drawn you to himself. He has paid the price for your sin, and that price has been applied to your life. So once that is done, it's taken care of, we are secure in Christ. So I wanted to share with you, and you can either follow along in your Bible or just write down these scriptures, look them up later, that you're secure in Christ. If you have been placed in Christ, you are secure in Christ. And no matter what this world does, and no matter what happens in this world, you're going to be fined because you're secure in Christ. Look at John chapter 10. John chapter 10. For a few moments, I want to share a few scriptures. John chapter 10, verse 10 says, The thief comes to kill, only to kill, steal, kill, and destroy. I come that you may have life and have it abundantly. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. He was a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for my sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold, I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. They will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock and one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I laid down my life that I may take it up again. And no one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I receive from my Father. Jesus says, you got nothing to be concerned about. If you're in my sheepfold... You have nothing to be worried about. Yesterday or the day before, I see on the news that the Afghan president bolted from Afghan when trouble was coming, when the wolf was coming. Uh, He bolted with a plane full of money and full of things, and he was gone. He was a hired hand. Now, I don't know if that's true, but that's exactly what a hireling would do. Jesus doesn't do that. Jesus doesn't do that. He went first and he was willing to give his life. Now look down at verse 27 in that same chapter. 27, my sheep hear my voice and they and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than I and no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand for I am my father or one. You're held. When a child holds on to his parent. It's the parent's strength in grip that makes sure that the child is secure. It's not the child's grip. It's the parent's grip who makes the child secure. You are secure because of the grip of of the father and the and the grip of the son. You are in Christ if you again have received salvation, salvation in no other name. No other name by where you must be saved but the name of Jesus, Acts tells us. And your salvation is secure and you're in him. Now Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. It's his purpose, not our own. 
For those um, whom he foreknew, he also predestined and to be conformed to the image of his son, or not to be conformed to the image of a pastor, not to be conformed to other Christians, but the image of his son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called, and those he called, he also justified, and those he justified, he glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for all of us? How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn Christ? Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who has raised, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, and he is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? For it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to the to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Nothing can separate you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God if you are in Christ Jesus. Turn to Second Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. It's just like brick upon brick. I want to lay these scriptures to build this solid foundation for you. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 21. And it is God who established us, who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us and who has put also his seal upon us, given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. Paul says we are sent to you, we're established by him, called by him, and we are sealed. And if we're sealed with a guarantee upon our hearts, you are sealed. Also, look at Ephesians. Another brick. Another brick in the wall. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, I joke around with people. It is my goal by the time that Jesus comes to take me back or I die either the rapture or my death, that I understand Ephesians 1. That's my goal. Ephesians 1, 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. What do we do first? We give glory to God for the blessings, not glory in our blessings. That makes sense? We're thankful for the blessings, but we give glory to God for the blessings. Even as he chose us in him, when did he choose us? Before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. Now, he chose us. He desires for us. uh, He had a desire for us. And now he desires for us to be holy and blameless before him in love. He predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ. There's only through Jesus Christ. According to the purpose of his will. To the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved, in him we have redemption through his blood, for forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ, as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined predestined according to the purpose of 
of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him, were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee that our, of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory, until that final day. When he comes back or we stand before him because of death, we are sealed until we, uh, uh, we get the fulfillment of that final promise. Another brick. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Paul says this, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. What he started, what he started, he'll complete. Go to Hebrews. Hebrews. Keep going to the back of your Bible. Hebrews, first of all, chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. It says, we have this uh, as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place beyond the curtain where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf, having become a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. What does this say? Jesus went first. Jesus went first. He, he went behind the curtain that, that only the high priest was able to go behind. He paid the price with his blood for your sin and for mine. Therefore, the, the veil in the temple was torn. It's given us forever access to him because of the price that he paid for us. Hebrews 7, verse 25. Hebrews 7, verse 25. Another brick in the wall. Consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost, not just the beginning, not just a little, not just partially, but to the uttermost, those who draw near to God through Christ, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Jesus didn't just save us and leave us. Jesus intercedes for us. So where should our focus be? Another brick in the wall. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. Therefore, since we are surrounded by the great, so great cloud of witnesses, what witnesses? The witnesses of Hebrews 11. Let us also lay aside every weight and the sin which clings so closely to us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. We all have a race. Verse two, looking to Jesus, not to our pastor, not to our church. I'm not against pastors. I am one. I'm not against churches. I've given my life for it. But our focus has to be above that on Jesus Christ, the founder, the perfecter of our faith. He not only founded it by paying the price for it, but he perfects it and he'll bring it to perfection at the end. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame he paid the price for us. Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, the Bible says. Galatians 3 says that, and, and it goes all the way back to Deuteronomy. Jesus said, um, Jesus said, uh, when I am lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Talking about the death that he would die. He would die the most shameful, hideous death. Why? To become a curse, to break the curse on your life and on mine. And he's a seated at the right hand of God, making intercession for you and for me. Hebrews 13, another brick in the wall. 
Hebrews chapter 13, 5 and 6. Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have, for he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my help, helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. Oh, man can do a lot of things to the physical body. But if our hope is in money, our hope is in the American economy, our hope is in the economy of the world, our hope is in what we possess, then we've missed it because we need to look beyond that and we need to look to Christ who is the answer for all things. First Peter, First Peter, chapter one, another brick. First Peter, chapter one, verse three. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he caused us to be born again. He caused us to be born again. You weren't born again of your own self. He caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading. Your inheritance is imperishable, undefiled and unfading. Kept in heaven for you. What you have now is not all that you will have. Who, by God's power, are being guarded through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time that salvation will be complete. You are saved, you're being saved, and you'll be completely saved. You are free from the curse of sin. Uh, you are strengthened to overcome sin, and one day you'll be free from the presence of sin. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been gr grieved by various trials. He didn't say it would be easy. So that the tested genuineness of your faith, faith that isn't tested can't be trusted, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested in a fire, may be found in result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls, the end result of your faith and your testing and your trials on this earth is the salvation of your souls. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring that what person or time uh, the Spirit of Christ in him was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. He, The prophets looked for this and they wanted this. They longed for this. Why? Because they believed there was a time coming when Christ would be here. It was, it was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves but you and the things that they have now been announced to you. Those uh, through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven things into which angels long to look. There's a lot going on. But I just wanted to give you a bunch of bricks in the foundation so that you'll understand that you are secure in Jesus Christ and him alone. Your salvation is not in the economy of the United States. Your security is not in what you have in the bank. It's not what you own. It's not what you possess. It's what you've been given in Christ. And one day, it will be complete. When you stand before him, either because of the rapture or because of your death, and you'll stand before him, and you'll realize that this life was so temporary, 
And although there was fear all around and although there was anxiety and although there were issues and there were trials, you're secure in Jesus Christ. Let me pray for us. In Numbers chapter 6, verse 24, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you until we talk again.